0: Welcome, OG slumbers, first-time slumbers, slumbers of all ilks, I guess. <laughs> this is High School Slumber Party, the podcast where me and some friends look back at our teenage years who lends us of some iconic high school-centric films. I'm Brian Rodriguez, and the party's at my place this evening. But first, school's still in session, and we have some homework to chat about. This was your assignment, and I would like to see the results just kidding of course no real homework this is actually a special day a special slumber party this is our 200th episode and no we're not covering a movie and unfortunately we're not having a big public celebration like last time we're just going to have a little subdued i don't want to call it a celebration but just a gathering an audio gathering of friends if you will remember of course though well i guess this was your homework Hit that subscribe button, whether you're listening on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. And while you're there, leave us a review, give us a positive rating, and while you're not there, tell a friend about all the wonderful things that happen here on High School Slumber Party. 200 episodes, it's a big deal. Giving myself a little pat on the back as we speak, doing that patting. (laughs) So, Okay. Obvious elephant in the room here. Cousin Pumpkin's tattoo. No, I'm just joking. More on that later. No, it's the fact of like, yeah, I didn't know what to do for this 200th episode. I really wanted to celebrate all our big anniversaries here with you guys, the slumberers, in a live event like we did for the 100th episode in Yonkers. But we're just not there yet with COVID. Shout out to our healthcare heroes. Shout out to everyone who's getting us closer to that moment. When that moment comes, I'm really excited for it. But for now, thought we'd keep it casual. thought we'd keep it, you know, something a little bit more intimate. So I was thinking, what should we do? And I don't want to call it criticism, but some people have told me in the past that I ask a lot of questions. I talk to my guests, but rarely am I answering questions. And not necessarily in a negative way, but I try to make the show about my guests and about the dialogue I have with them. And the movies, of course. The movies come first. So I thought to myself, hey, you know what? Let me, let me uh, raise the curtain a bit. Let me let some of the slumberers in and, I don't know, let them find out a little bit about me. I've been here for all 200 episodes. It's been a blast. It's been a labor of love. But I don't really talk about myself a lot. I talk about a lot of versions of myself. The host of High School Movie News, for example. The teacher. The tired person at the end of episodes. Me as the host, there's a lot of there's a lot of Brian Rodriguez's, and it'll take more than one episode, of course, to peel the onion. And frankly, I don't want to peel it that much. (laughs) But I thought, why not? As a little token of my appreciation to you guys for listening to me, and 200 episodes worth, if you have, or one, or five, or 20, or 30, whatever amount you've listened to, the fact that you've listened humbles me to no end. So we're gonna do an interview today, an interview of me. I've, I've requested the services of a one, the Foodie Films man himself, Kyle Reinfried, great friend of mine. He was on the first episode of High School Slumber Party, my original podcast mate on our other show, P.S. I Love Hoffman, the Phil Smer Hoffman podcast. Thought he'd be the perfect person to just ask me some questions. He knows me so well. And you know what? We recorded this already, and he does a great job. I thought it might be a small segment in this episode. I thought I might play for you some clips and some other stuff. But once I heard the interview with myself, well, that sounds weird and arrogant. I don't really mean it like that. What I mean was, once we had our little interview session, it was longer than I expected. It was more fun than I expected. I I peeled the onion a little bit more than I expected. So I'm like, you know what? Let that be the episode. Let it stand alone on this wonderful, wonderful Monday. Hope you enjoy it as well. Stick around for after. I'm going to tell you your homework for Friday. I got some special news on the cousin Pumpkin tattoo thing. So, FYI, if you don't know what I'm talking about, on our 100th episode, my cousin, Cousin Pumpkin, guest of High School Slumber Party, agreed to get a tattoo, whatever the slumberers voted upon, from the film A Goofy Movie. So, you'll get news on that at the end of this episode. So, homework at the end of the episode, news on that at the end of the episode. And I want to give a little thank you to you guys, the slumberers, at the end of the episode as well. So, stay tuned for that. But for now, for our 200th episode, here's Kyle Reinfried, the Foodie Films fan himself, interviewing me, Brian Rodriguez. Class dismissed.
1: Hi there. Welcome to Foodie... I mean, high school slumber party.
0: <laughs> foodie Films? What's that? I haven't heard of that name in a while. It's been, it's been oh, a while. Oh, jeez. Oh my god. This is this is the relationship we've had since
1: high school. Slumberers. Okay. Well, Brian, welcome to your own podcast, High School Slumber Party. Congratulations. Thank you. 200 episodes. One of the last things I uh, did before the pandemic was the 100th episode recording, so.
0: Yeah, and I've mentioned this already to people. Like, it's not a year technically or anything like that because I started going twice a week. I got to 200 way faster than I thought I would. Yeah, you've surpassed my podcast by 100. (laughs) Officially, yeah, officially. Yeah. (laughs) Well, happy to be here, but you're right, Kyle, a year, more than a year ago now, I would say like a year and a month ago, we had our dual show at Yonkers Brewery, Mm -hmm. which was awesome. And the last thing a lot of people socially did during the pandemic. I know after that, you and I discussed, yeah, you even bought like that... uh, Microphone machine, or what it's called. Zoom? No, no, remember the thing? Oh, the speaker. The speaker. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's a microphone <laughs> machine. From the old West. Ah, the old microphone yeah. machine. <laughs> <laughs> the days of vaudeville. And then we had discussed oh, this is cool. This is going to be a prototype. We should start doing shows like this again because they were really fun. And everything shut down. <laughs> For a long, long time. A long time. And yeah. I thought by my 200th episode, certainly, even if I was going twice a week, we would be able to bring it back to a live thing. But unfortunately, as things are opening up, and yes, in Texas they have full stadiums. I don't live in Texas. You don't live in Texas. We, <laughs> yes, deep in the heart of Texas. We have not been able to really set something up. Honestly, I, even if we could, I don't know if people in this area really have the appetite for that, I think it still scares people a little bit. And if you're gonna like start to risk it, are you really gonna risk it for high school slumber party? No, <laughs> no offense, no offense to me. I guess offense to myself. You know what I mean? Like I went to a Mets game the other day. I had to get tested. Yeah. If you don't have vaccine, you have to get tested. And and I am vaccinated or almost vaccinated. But even after you're vaccinated, you need 14 days. Yeah. You're in pods, six feet apart. Not everything is open. It's a total different experience. Like, let's have a high school slumber party. Foodie homes below that again. Yeah. When there's
1: I I think once uh, you know because we've been to breweries, we've been into regular bars. I think once people can like
0: sit at bars again, sit and, and even stand home. and have a beer. Remember yeah. when you could just stand in a bar and have a beer? Yeah, like you can't, we haven't done that in over a year. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. It's just like there's no there's no mingling going on
0: in in bars right
1: now. It's like you sit where like you the people you go with, and there's no, you know, no mingling. I want to. I want to... What is that called? What does was he say in uh,
0: Pauly Shore in, in Casino Man? Wheezing the juice? Yeah, we, know, you want to like... go wheeze the juice?
1: Mingling! No, mingling! I don't know if he says that in that movie. That but might it be in Law.
0: Sorry, Pauly. So, Kyle, I thank you for kind of filling in the role for me here. Because I tried to think of what I could do for this 200th episode. That are like safe, socially distanced, not a live thing. You know, I could have done a big Zoom blowout. But like, whatever. Uh-huh. You know? So... One of the criticisms of High School Slumber Party is that I ask a lot of questions, and I'm very coy when people ask me the questions. I kind of You? Coy? <laughs> well, I don't Afraid know. Afraid to open up? <laughs> it's not just that. It's also, for example... Showing when, any vulnerability? <laughs> when I'm on uh, Too Fast Too Forever on this network, especially when I'm Patreon... What's that? It's a, it's a show on this network. It's not that big, but... <laughs> I'm just joking. Wow, that trailer blew up, and
1: woo! woo.
0: If you're doing a series on something that is out today, that, like, they keep making new stuff for. Yeah. That's, like, the that's awesome, because you get, like, new interest in things, you know? I mean, yes, there's new foodie films, there's new high school films. But yeah, but not we're talking same. one of the biggest blockbuster franchises yes. of all time. exactly. So they, yeah. Regardless. Which they, which they handle very
1: well, and it's very interesting, all their laps and just the tangent movies. Oh, it's so fun, and yeah. I,
0: I haven't been on a true Too Fast episode where, in terms of, like, The movies, like the actual Fast and Furious movies, in a while. But I've been on a ton of these side lap things, and I feel like I was supposed to be on one, but then they canceled on me. (sighs) They canceled on the Japanese tour. (laughs) Asked for it to be on the Patreon. Oh, I think the Japanese tour might have just ended. No, yeah,
1: no, it ended. They 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 apologized. (laughs) Uh, Oh, I
0: forced my way on there because once. (laughs) So the Patreon ones, they're, they're beyond the paywall, right? So I just. I feel like a different person on there, and I'm like, wow, I wish I could feel like this on my own show, but the show would be four hours long. It just would be... It's a
1: different It's a different creature to host and to guest, so I get it.
0: Exactly. But I said, you know what, let me take this opportunity. I thought it would just be great to have one of my oldest friends, people that... You were on my first episode, people that the Slumberers are familiar with, to maybe ask me the questions this week, and I will try my best to answer them. So Kyle, I know you've prepared some questions, I'm looking forward to them, and... Another reason why and I'm not just blowing smoke up your ass another reason why you're ideal for this is you're a question asker on foodie films especially with your uh, first cut episodes. Yeah, a lot
1: of my guests are people I am like when I'm recording with them that's the first time I'm meeting with them and I'm asking them about their careers so I have I try to make it as much of a conversation as possible more than a uh, interview Q&A. but of course it like has that because that's just what's going to happen when you want to learn about somebody that you don't know anything about, for the most part. So
0: now you do know me, and I'm sure you know some of the answers to these questions you're asking. But this is this is kind of, I I, I would guess, for the slumbers to get to know well, me better.
1: Yeah, it's a little. I mean, you know, I love low hanging fruit, so it's just a little. I, I didn't I didn't land the sound effects there. It's supposed to be like a little throw the throw the ball up in the air. A little.
0: I'll put one in and post.
1: Thank you. <laughs> There we go. Anyway, uh, (laughs) well, because this is uh, an important part of your show, and I feel like there was a recent episode where I reminded you at the end that it wasn't said, can you give us your name, high school, and Ah. graduating
0: year? The old high school slumber party intro, yes. My name is Brian Rodriguez. I went to Northern Valley, Ultapan. I graduated the class of 2005, right? Correct. I always forget. Yes. And we were the Golden Knights. Graduated with you. We graduated together. Indeed, so. we did. <laughs> oh, so long ago.
1: Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh man. Ah, oh, boy. So, like you said, there are certain things that I that I know, but this is for your slumbers. So, I mean, in high school, we met freshman year because, like you said, it's a regional high school. There's technically five towns that go to this high school. Four different, uh, you know, middle schools come together. You're from Old Depan. I'm from Harrington Park. And we
0: both have our last names, so our lockers yes. are near one another. We were in the homeroom together. We were placed together in a lot of classes because yeah. they placed us alphabetically. And, you know, we paired up a couple times, English class. I'm not going to get into your story. We've. I feel like I've exhausted every single Kyle Reinfried High School story on High School Slumber Party. <laughs> may, maybe. From maybe. best hair to... Yeah, you. this is my time to shine. <laughs> shine just as
1: much as Anthony's hair. Oh, God. <laughs> almost used a slur <laughs> anyway angelo be these days. oh angelo not anthony sorry well not, i guess that was a slur i mixed up two a italian names <laughs> not that no. No. but anyway coming into high school most of my friends that i made were old Japan people so it's like i feel like you were still obviously hanging out with a lot of people that you went through grade school middle mm-hmm. school with what was your idea like when you get to high school we obviously we have movie we have podcasts about movies were there films you watched that, like, molded you and, like, you had, like, I don't know, some kind of mindset? You're on the track team. Like, what were you thinking going into high school? Was it a time to slightly reinvent yourself? Like, what was your attitude going into high school?
0: I mean, that's a really good question. Um, in terms of the second part, I don't know. Like, I was definitely not trying to reinvent myself. I probably should have tried to reinvent myself. I definitely was not trying to reinvent myself. I was going in kind of thinking things were going to be the same as middle school, except more people. Sure. There's a weird trajectory that happens to me in a lot of levels of the stuff I'm at. I guess it makes sense, right? So in middle school, I felt like I entered. I was largely unknown. I was a shy kid. And by eighth grade, uh, I would say seventh grade, I hit my peak. Everyone thought it was funny. <laughs> Not my peak ever. <laughs> my middle school peak. Everyone thought I was funny. Everyone, you know like to talk to me. I had girls interested in me. I was talking to girls, talking, you know, having a good time. I was friends with everyone. And then by eighth grade, the shtick I think wore out.
1: Not that you prank is the wrong word, but I mean you have like a bit I mean, you definitely have talked about it with our dear friend Mike Rivera. You can be a bit of a shyster, a bit of a <laughs> uh, again in the, in a very a friendly torment kind of way.
0: Yeah, and I think that gets grading. Um, I think I learned too late in my adulthood how to pull back on that um, and not just, like, push it to the limit. And, yeah, that's pretty much what happened in eighth grade. I think I annoyed a lot of people. And, honestly, I think people got tired, really tired of my shtick. Because mm-hmm. I feel like I broke out in sixth and seventh grade and really, you know, was shining and it really happy. Your stride. And so then I just continue the same joke over and over again. And you'll notice now I don't like to repeat jokes because I've learned my Same lesson. here. <laughs> uh, I, I like an honest laugh, which that was,
1: because if you guys, if you know me, and Brian definitely likes to bring it up, that uh, just or, or just me repeating jokes and overly explaining it like I
0: am right now. <laughs> very true, very true. So to answer your high school question, I came in maybe not running as hot as eighth grade, but I came in, you know, think I could run the same spiel. I had a lot of friends. I made some new friends, but like you said, most of the people I still know today are from my middle school. Yeah. You know, met you or whatever. And I would say freshman year, sophomore year, I really graded on people. And I think I continued that eighth grade momentum of grading on people. Even though some of the people were new, that kind of I outwore my welcome. But by the time senior year came along, in that respect, I feel like I had kind of mastered my craft a little bit more. And you channeled it into an improv. Improv team. I was captain of the cross-country team, you know. Um, I kind of had found at least who I was at the time. That person was still a shithead, trust me. In, (laughs) In high school, I really regret a lot of high school. A lot of high school. But, you know, you're young you're discovering yourself, you're trying to figure it out. I went in with really bad momentum into college because of it. Like the, the shyster thing did not work in college. Um, I got into some fights. I got into some arguments in college. I, they had to move my room to a different room. Um, and by like mid-college, I was super depressed, really lonely, really kept to myself, you know, and really didn't break out of that till post-college. So yeah, I mean, high school was a weird time. Adolescence is a weird time. But it's part of the reason I do this show, right? Not that this is a do-over for me in high school. I like looking back at at least film high school experiences. I like talking to other people about their own high school experiences. And maybe on a subconscious level, I'm, you know, it's just therapy for me.
1: Well, it's like, I mean, yeah, you watch these films and, you know, some great, some okay, some not great, but whatever. But, I mean, these are filmmakers or writers that are trying to capture either theirs or high school experiences that they've heard of and so of course there's going to be movies that you watch and you can that you're going to respond to and and just feel like a connection to in a certain way is is there is there a film that you've covered uh that that you felt is the closest to it doesn't have to be i mean if it is as specific as like your experience or just what you witnessed in high school was is there a film that like really Hmm. kind of captured what you think
0: our high school was like you know
1: because I felt it was clicky there are movies that have you know
0: yeah I I, you know we've talked about this at nauseum. I didn't think it was as clicky as you thought it was um, because I felt like there was plenty of people just talking to everyone and there weren't like there were a couple like they weren't talking to me (laughs) but Movie No, um, I think we're starting to get there, and that's why I've been trying to cover more modern movies. People our age are finally able and look, there's always like prodigies like P. T. Anderson who direct and write movies at twenty you yeah. know <laughs> but people our age are finally starting to get a say in Hollywood writing, directing, and producing, so I'm starting to see movies that kind of take place. In that era, mm-hmm. which is a weird era that like people feel like has no, not a lot of culture or whatever. Every era has culture. Like you can't say that it doesn't. We just forget what that culture is. Yeah. Again, I'm starting to see movies. There was one called Yes God, which not my high school experience yes, at God. all. Yes God. Yes. Okay. It was about a. It's about a high school girl who kind of gets into some trouble on AOL chat rooms, but it's like a she's in a Catholic school, so that's not necessarily my experience at all. But it was one of the first movies I saw recently that I was like, oh, that's like when I was going, in middle school, that's when I was going to high school, when the internet was the Wild West. Yeah. It's still the Wild West, but it was a different kind. Like, you and I, at like 15, could get into fucking It was a new room. frontier. Yes, a new frontier, yes. Yes. It was so deregulated, like there was pedophiles everywhere. <laughs> you know? Yes, there were. <laughs> oh, man. What was your screen name, by the way? My screen name, I had a couple. Uh, I had like one that was like Mets-Nicks. I had a one that was like B Rod B R O D zero zero I, zero. I settled on Wonder Boy though. It was Wonder Boy something because you know, it's the bat in the natural. Yes. So not a tenacious D reference. <laughs> not a tenacious D reference. Also I had a Wonder Bread shirt. There you go. Yeah. That was popular back then, like the brand shirts, like you could wear like a Mister Bubbles. Shirt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they were. <laughs> no, I have to say, as far as like.
1: Um... People and like their their identity in high school. Like you, you definitely had eclectic outfits. Well, when I th- when I see Paisley, I think you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I wish I could pull off Paisley these days. I need to drop at least forty pounds to pull off Paisley. It's and, it's
1: a uh, it's a slender man's. It's sweater. a slender yeah. man's print. It's for a, sure. I've, I've never. I think I've worn
0: Paisley shirt, and I just I look like a meadow. <laughs> <laughs> it's a slender man's print. That's for sure. And I was I was very slender in high school. But, yeah, you're right, Kyle. And I'm not saying this looked to be a hipster or anything like that.
1: No, you, yeah, you were, like, you conquered that territory before it became in our lexicon, like, the eclectic kind of like hipstery kind
0: of i definitely thing. didn't want to be like everyone else in terms of just like wearing double the same polos. stuff double polos <laughs> what a time. popped up or even the skater shirts or something like that yeah oh, i the, like the to... big the big breasted anime shirts <laughs> yes i didn't have those <laughs> i like to be different so yeah the brand t-shirts yes you can get them at the mall i like to wear that i love paisley shirts i wore berets for a while you know <laughs> but I would do I would do similar stuff <laughs> yeah. like that too. Like if I could pull it off, I could pull off a lot more then that I could pull off now. Especially in high school, you're experimenting. I with like corduroy to be different jackets. Yeah, a lot of corduroy. Yeah. I hardly I still hardly wear jeans, but I hardly wore jeans back then. A lot of corduroy, a lot of a uh, you know. I, I tried to be different, and it was fun that way. And I think I've continued that more or less. I'm an adult now. I can't just experiment with. Well, I guess <laughs> I suppose I could, but again, you know, maybe. Maybe if I could pull those looks off, I would try again. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, yeah, that's uh, it's
1: like I dressed up for Doctor John as this Halloween. I'm like, I wish I could dress like this all the time, <laughs> right? But I, you know, just ain't gonna happen. Um, I mean, yeah, and through that with with all of the uh, you know your your eclectic outfits and just one again, I mean, I know we we've, we've mentioned this, and I'm sure you've mentioned this on other episodes of people, but just. The messiest locker I had ever seen—just <laughs> a uh, a lost and found of just from of like VHS, DVDs, clothes, crumpled up paper, uh, lightsabers. Uh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, look, this is something I learned probably only in the last couple years, and this has doomed me. So, advice to all you young people out there: in high school, at the stuff I liked, social studies stuff—you know, all the history things—I took so many AP history classes. I really, really tried hard because I enjoyed it. And stuff I didn't like, I didn't try at all. Same boat, buddy. Same <laughs> boat, buddy. Same boat. But that goes for being organized, too, and stuff like that. Like, only recently. Like, my car now, anyone gets sit in it now and it's fine. You know, into, into my 20s, I had a super messy backseat of my car or a super messy trunk. And it just was something, you know, one day it clicked. It's like, oh, you know... You have to do things, I guess, growing up, right? You have to do things that you don't like to do. That's growing up. Cleaning your locker or cleaning your car, folding your laundry, things like that. And even back then, I wish I was just like, hey, I don't like math. But the times I tried in math, I was good at math. But I didn't like it, so I didn't try. So that, that still haunts me to this day. It's a maturity thing. I definitely matured very late. If I'm mature now at all, you know, I'm still hosting a high school film podcast. <laughs> but it definitely took me longer than a lot of kids, and that that's part of it. Like, oh, I didn't want to clean my locker. I just threw things in there, and if I wanted to find it, it would take me five times as long to find something than other people. Oh well. You know.
1: <laughs> and yeah, so it's definitely a maturity thing. I'm right there with you as well. And I mean, hey, you're. I mean, you're married now. You have, you share a car with your wife, but it is like it's something that like. Even if you don't enjoy it, you want to be, like, an attractive, obviously, quality. For well, sure. For which sure. Which is just something that, when you're in high school, you don't... I mean, you were in a relationship, but still, it's just, like, you don't care as much about, like, that stuff when you're young. It, and I, if you do, you're very mature for your age.
0: Very few people... You mentioned being in a relationship. Very few people can be truly in a relationship in high school. I believe that. Because a relationship takes two people working at something. Yeah. Most people who are dating, or even friendships, to some extent, it's just very self-oriented because you don't really have those skills yet you know you're developing those skills so yeah i mean a lesson i've learned the hard way but that's also why it's
1: good to date because you learn those (laughs) skills versus then later in your life let's (laughs) let's talk about your life Kai. let's talk about current going (laughs) (laughs) went through a very difficult break that's all i'll say about that
0: I'm not laughing at breaking. I just... I know you've been one of my... I didn't need to take it
1: there. I mean, you are one of my best friends, but you've been a very good friend throughout all of this, so I thank you for that. We'll have the
0: scars to prove it, that's why.
1: Yeah, see, I want to do the Jaws scene right now, you see this? (laughs) (laughs) Marianne Muffet broke my heart. Getting, I mean, because it is, it's a podcast that, yes, you're uh, maybe rekindling relationships or you're being nostalgic, but it is it is about the movies did you have a favorite high school movie growing up like i think i have some ideas but like
0: well i it was ferris bueller's day off i loved all the john Hughes stuff all all more than probably i love some of them now but ferris bueller's day off i had the leisure rules poster yes i remember that in front of my bed in my bedroom it's part of our film lost in suburbia oh you're right the opening of it yeah i had some weird posters in my high school bedroom i had that leisure rules poster ferris bueller that's not that weird I had a poster of Napoleon being crowned. <laughs> Interesting that I got from the Met, and I had—I'm sure I had some Mets posters too. But I also had a the David Bowie like Aladdin Sane poster. That was my high school bedroom.
1: And now with this podcast and just covering so many films, and I mean a majority of them, I'm assuming at this point, I mean, 200 episodes that you hadn't seen yet. Do you have a new favorite? High school film or just one that's at least stood out that you think is just, a you know, a, a great storytelling of high school years?
0: Honestly, I think the most enjoyable film I still have is Ferris Bueller's Day Off for this podcast. All right. I just love that movie. I've learned and appreciated. <laughs> I appreciate so many other high school movies that I probably wouldn't have before. Um, I'm loving these modern high school movies. The new ones that are coming out are, are great. No one's watching them, you know. Teenagers are watching them, but they're not really getting the mainstream pub. Just because, again, listen to my show, High School Slumber Party AP, if you want to hear more about that. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Ferris Bueller's Day Off to me is the perfect high school movie in every way. And maybe there's a little nostalgia there, but I think most people agree anyway that it's a really great movie. So,
1: and as far as I mean, you know, you're covering only. High school films, or you—I mean—you've definitely you did the film Eighth Grade. You've covered movies that are like high school transitioning to college, but just—we also have PS I Love Hoffman, uh, and like we're part of the Cage Club podcast network. So many podcasts about movies, and I know for a while you really weren't watching—you know—movies as much or going to the—you know—movie theaters as much. What's one of your favorite non-high school movies?
0: Well, you probably know the answer to this too. Um High Fidelity, probably. My favorite non-high school movie. Favorite. I'm not saying it's the best non-high school movie. Yeah. But, but John c- Cusack Connection. Exactly. I was going <laughs> to say. You,
1: I mean, you are. It goes back to high you, school in flashbacks. Yes. Yeah. And you are you are a big fan of Breaking the Fourth Wall.
0: Yeah. If, if done right. If done right. If done right. For yeah, sure. But I mean. For sure. Yeah. If you want to talk like what movies I think are like the greatest. If I'm having like a conversation with people, like what are some movies that. Like if I'm, if you and I are the Nighthawk, right? Well, no. Because if we're at the Nighthawk in Brooklyn, we're probably going like, ooh, these like really underground movies, you know. But, <laughs> but if we're at the Thanksgiving... <laughs> and we're wearing day, Paisley. <laughs> we're at the Thanksgiving dinner table. And someone's like, what do you think are the best movies? I'm probably not saying High Fidelity, even though I enjoy it so much. But I was thinking about this the other day. Like, Godfather 2, to me, is the perfect movie. I love Godfather 2. I love Apocalypse Now jaws you know th- yeah. those are the classics i like if you want to go there
1: and also but what about like influential
0: influential ooh, that's a different story i mean again, i love they, it
1: because no that's like you've got your favorites but then you there are ones that you recognize them I mean, you know i always break it up movies films like i get you know film i hold on like a little bit of a high pedestal so mm-hmm. by all means like godfather 2 and apocalypse now yes yeah, so i wouldn't say the godfather
0: 2 influenced me though you know I mean? well
1: there was that there was that one day that just like there are
0: many murders that happen the same I know. Well every time I do and that every time I have a birthday cake, yeah. yeah, exactly. You show <laughs> the cake. I make sure everyone sees yeah. the cake. <laughs> <laughs> no, influential, it has to be um you know, Wes Anderson was so important to me growing up, um, you know, college specifically, um, but high school too. That's a poster I had in my college during the Royal Tannenbaum's poster. So, definitely Royal Tannenbaums. Um, Darjeeling Limited. Saw that, I think, when I was in college. Yeah, that came out when we were in college. You know, Loved it. So influential. Hmm. Well, the Cusack ones. Of course, High Fidelity was very influential to me, but the first movie we covered in High School Slumber Party, Better Off Dead. Did he
1: unblock you yet?
0: No, he's still blocking us on Twitter. 200 episodes in, still blocking us on Twitter. He was on a WTF episode, but I
1: didn't listen to it because I just felt like between him and Mark Mariner it was going to get really political and i
0: just wasn't it, it did it. but it didn't. Oh, I listened did to it. It. Okay. Um he talked but he did talk about like his disdain for like those teen films which is where he was in his life. And listening to it you're like, "Oh, okay."
1: Yeah.
0: Um well, he did explain something that i think we'll go over in a hint hint another little side series we're going to do, but he explained something from gross point blank that i had wondered. So, but <laughs> regardless, <laughs> better off dead for sure. Um just growing up again. You know that senior year, I wasn't in Housley's class, but a lot of the movies we were watching at the time, a lot of movies that were coming out, um, Eternal Sunshine, you Garden, know. State. Garden State, oh my God, so influential to me, you know, soundtrack and movie, um, Science of Sleep, yeah. you know, I loved the Science of Sleep growing up, I'm trying to think, oh, another one, another one that, um, well, again, not to bring up a sore subject, but one of the most underrated comedies I think of all time, and I just watched it again, and I'm like, why well, do people shit on this movie? The Breakup.
1: Oh yeah, of course. I mean, Vince Vaughn, Jennifer Aniston. Uh, why am I blanking? That's is Peyton that? Reed. It's Peyton Reed. Yeah, okay. So director Ant-Man, of Ant
0: Man, Ant Man and the Wasp. But really, probably like right now be like the breakup. Really, it' so underrated. Our uh, uh, old uh, friend
1: uh, Sam watching that movie. I remember watching it with him at his house, and at the end, he was just like, "But uh, uh, this is stupid. They don't. They don't get back together." And I'm like. <laughs> No, but that's like, you know, that's an interesting story. It's not like your average... I mean, the movie's called The Breakup, and it's just such a different take on showing you this love story. And at the end of the movie, like, they pass one on the street, and then they have a nice little thing. They're like, oh, maybe we'll catch up sometime. They look back at one another. Vince Vaughn gives a nice little wink. It's just like, okay, so, like, it's open to maybe... You know, they weren't ready to date one another that part of their lives. Maybe they'll never be, but at the same time, uh boy, I'm just, so just like <laughs> break down right now. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, didn't mean to bring that one up. But yes, but yes. The yeah. breakup uh, John Favreau is amazing. Oh, amazing. Yeah. I want that club metric so fucking bad. <laughs> so fucking bad. Uh boy. Um of course, like like it says, I'm sure in the title of the episode, and as I've said already, and here's your slumbers. No, 200 episodes. What I mean, just such a such a feat in podcasting. What has surprised you the most? Like what 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 have you you know you know you know yeah caught you off guard or just really like learned about all of this?
0: If I would have told myself 200 episodes ago that you will edit. Two hundred episodes of content—I <laughs> would never have believed it. So, on a joking level, it's that, but on a more serious level, just how many teen films there are? I thought I could have like freshman year, sophomore, year, junior, year, senior year, four years, and playing a four-year podcast feels like a daunting task. I'm now going twice a week. I've gone twice. I went twice a week for most of last year, and I don't even know. I don't think there's an end in sight, and that realization has made me a little bit more comfortable and calm because it's like, hey. It's not about finishing this. It's not about watching every high school film now. Just, you know, keep watching these movies. And it's more of a labor of love. It's more of a, like, my lifetime's work rather than something you got to finish in four years. Or like, oh no, this episode's not out. That that episode's not out. Like, these movies, it feels like they're infinite. If if they run out one day, so be it. But it'll be a lot more than 200 episodes when that happens. Yeah. Yeah, I mean,
1: hey, it's a... a, I, I You know, like, do, do you call it a, a genre? Or, I like, it falls more under, obviously, just, like, a story told in a certain time. Like, it's not, it's not like, how, like, the Western disappeared or, you know, war films per se. Like, Spielberg thought Saving Private Ryan wasn't going to be a big movie because he's like, everyone's
0: tired of World War II films, <laughs> you know? Like, I think there is a genre within this, but I don't just cover the genre, if that makes sense. The genre is that, like, rite du Passage coming-of-age film. And, yes, that is here. Yeah. There is some of that, but you and I covered what might be the best film of 2020 another round. Oh. And that that's not a coming-of-age film, that's a foreign film about teachers drinking, you know. Yeah. So yeah. on the micro level, there is a genre here, but the macro level covers so many jar- genres, horror, you know, uh comedy, yeah. tragedies, really realistic movie documentaries, you know. Yeah. We cover so many things here, so yeah, I mean, that's a complicated answer to your question.
1: Yeah, no, no, but it is, I mean, c- I'll compare it to foodie films, and, I mean, that's also not nearly as many, at least by my rules, of what makes a, a film, like, a food-centric film, but the movies end up being, like, very much about, like, the person's career in food, or the food then becomes, like, a pretty, you know, like, symbolizes something.
0: And know? some of them, too, and some that I'm looking forward to cover are just... Just take place around a dinner table, or take yeah. place around a set of meals.
1: Yeah, and... well, exactly. What like food tends to inspire, just like bringing people together and just like great conversations. But yeah, a lot, a lot like less going on in the overarching, like the uh, different stories being told while you're consuming food or working at a food, you know, venue and stuff like that. Brian, I mean, as I joked in the beginning of you you being, you know, a bit of a keep, keep your feelings inside and stuff like that. I want to take advantage of me kind of uh, <laughs> talking to you right now on, on your podcast, on this platform and on Foodie Films, We Got Gut Instincts. I don't know exactly what uh, this will th- be called, but I just want to ask you some questions that will just help, you know, you have a lot of invested people, 200 episodes, a lot of, a lot of listeners. So
0: maybe some things that they want to know. What's your biggest fear? Ooh, starting off hot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, on like a very deep level, like I definitely cuz I have been in the past I definitely don't want to be an angry person. I, my biggest fear is losing my temper, you know. Yeah. It's always something that I really try to pull back from. But on like a more traditional level,
1: has that happened via podcast? What's the, can you Not like, really. No. Like if anything had happened
0: like in jest or releasing like an that. episode too late. Joey getting mad. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> that, that, that's not on air. That's not on air. But on air, no. I've never really had, like, a, a fight with a guest or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, but, Did you want to? And you don't have to say who. No. No? There was never a time where... I mean, look, I've been frustrated at times, but sure. not because of, like, what the person was saying. or anything. No. More probably in the process
1: of, like, getting a guest to, like, commit to a time. <laughs> yes. Getting a guest to commit to a
0: time. Or even we're talking... Very tough I, during I'm, the pandemic. And I'm seeing that it's running long, you yeah. know? And yeah. it's not their fault, but they're going on and on or something, you know? But... Yeah. Guests out there, don't let that shy away. Just be yourself. <laughs> but I would say, like on a more like traditional answering to that question, I don't mind heights. I do not like falling. You know, <laughs> who I does? No, but that like 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 when we, went, when we went to Vegas, you guys did the drop thing, and I didn't do it. Like I'm talking, oh of, yeah, on top okay. of stratosphere, something yeah. like that. Like I don't look for it. Like I'll go on a roller coaster. I'll do as many loops as you want. I don't like the ones that like slowly climb to the top and just drop like that. Oh, that's fantastic. That's not for me. Yeah. That is not for me. Okay. I'll do it. You know, yeah, but you're still someone that's like most of
1: the time game for stuff, I feel like.
0: Yes, I don't have like an all out refusal. Like, and again, if it's like there's one I think in uh, Isles of Adventure, like the Jurassic Park one, it's more like a log flume or Splash yeah, yeah, Mountain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I feel better about it being in the water, you know? <laughs> I hate it where it's just like a, that one uh what do you call it that one piece of metal you're climbing up yeah. climbing up yeah yeah and then the worst
1: that. probably you would never want to sit in the first car where you're no just like dangling there for a little bit way <laughs> no way uh, i'm gonna get you on king of the no thank you 100%. no
0: thank you well ha-
1: okay well from from fear let me jump to another kind of a, a, a cousin of fear in a way how do you handle stress <laughs> Uh, and, and I and I want to say that this isn't just me trying to get like I mean you can be as honest as you want it can be just podcast related as someone that's on been on a hiatus of their podcast since Christmas and hoping to come back you know sometime in June I have been recording episodes I mean you like you said this is a passion project and as foodie films for me and it was getting not as fun but then also I mean it really came down to just like I like recording in person and just you know getting you know people during the pandemic sure. has been very tough. But so that was becoming stressful for me. So I mean in podcast sense or in life sense if you have a good life lesson.
0: They're both. No, I don't have a good life lesson. I don't handle stress. I mean maybe I handle it okay, but when I'm stressed, ooh, it's snacking. I look for the snacks in the house and I start snacking. <laughs> and it, it's a very bad habit. It's a very bad habit and that's true for everything, you know, like it's not good. But yeah, that's what I do. Snack and keep the Cheez Its away. Whatever it is. Just get carrots in the house. No, no. And I'll <laughs> eat the carrots, you know what I mean? I just need to be eating something. Yeah. But like, yeah, I'm look I'm looking for snacks. That's the problem.
1: This is a happy answer. It's a food, food related. True, snacks. true. <laughs> right up my alley. <laughs> I mean, we've known one another since fall of two thousand one. Nine eleven really brought us together. Stop. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, ha- do you have a favorite story between us? And I mean, uh, you know, answer that however you want. High school related or the plus like I, said, I think I've
0: told all the high school ones. Yeah. I think I really have. And there's some I probably shouldn't or can't tell on this podcast. Then I won't tell on this podcast. Don't from worry. From high school? No, not from high school. Oh, okay. Just in life. In life. Okay. Like, <laughs> and I <think> I... <laughs> there's a couple. There's a couple there's I can't couple. tell for life. But uh, just, I'm not going to sell you out like that. But one that uh, just quickly comes to mind is when... <laughs> I know you remember this, but I'll say it for the audience. When we were really into the neo-burlesque movement in, in New York City. So if you guys are not familiar, we're not like these two dirty guys going to strip clubs every night. Speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> no, like uh, neo-burlesque was this movement. And, you know, I don't think it's active in pandemic, but it was still no, kind no. of active. But when we were like in our early to mid-20s, I would say mid-20s probably, right? Yeah, like 24-ish burlesque got so big in New York that you could go to Lower East Side, you could go to Brooklyn, and you could walk in three or four bars in walking distance, and there were burlesque shows. Yeah, and it's a bit
1: of a renaissance.
0: We were really drawn to them because they were really DIY. To be honest with you, the crowd was 50-50, if not more women than men. It wasn't like about, like,
1: oh, let's see this girl shake her boobs. No, it was more, I mean, like, just the... God knows I love some pageantry, and they just the... uh artistic endeavors of some of this show i mean we went to one at was at the bell house we went to a a a, a brunch oh my god we were there that for like 12 hours 12 hours but it was like so many crazy costumes there was like sci-fi related ones and like you know like robot like burlesque.
0: yeah it, it was it's about creating your own costume yeah creating your own dance it
1: you have some portraits i have one this one artist is there doing like very yeah. pencil-y uh sketches of
0: at the time, you really felt like you were part of, like, a movement, you know?
1: Yeah, as close as I could get to, like, uh, 1920s Paris, and, like, I'm around you know, Hemingway and Bunuel, and I don't know.
0: <laughs> well, this story is maybe going to undo... Dali. Yeah. <laughs> maybe it's going to undo the picture we just painted a little bit. But <laughs> between sets, depending on the place, because they would vary in terms of... Uh, Classiness is a bad word, but some of them were like. Interaction with the audience. Interaction with the audience. But some of them were like dinner theaters with champagne and, yeah. and f- fancy food. And some of them were literally just you're crowded in a bar. And between sets, they would often call the audience up to do some kind of silly game or whatever. And you, me, and our mutual friend Mike Rivera went to this one on the Lower East Side. And. You had you always liked to volunteer for these like mid set games and stuff.
1: I'm what they call a ham.
0: Yes, that was you're you're a ham, but you were in your prime ham mode. Then you were you know you're being cured. Prime prime rib ham. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> but <Not good. laughs> but you volunteered for one game, and hmm. it wasn't no wasn't the game I played with you. You had already gone on, and then I I didn't want to do it, and then. I volunteered for another game, but there was three games that day. Okay.
1: I don't actually recall. I just I... And the third
0: game, we're like, Mike, do it. Mike, you have to do the third one. He just wouldn't go up. Yeah. So you raised your hand, like, kind of for Mike, but then it had to be you. Uh-huh. And then it was one of these things. So, just for example, in these games, they might call people up, blindfold you, and you have to guess something. You know what I mean? You have to feel something and guess what it is. Or you might have to... You know, they're all vaudeville-style games yeah. at times. Um, I think I've used vaudeville two or three times in this recording. Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah. because, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, And then this, this game... You are my most vaudevillian friend. <laughs> I should have a handlebar mustache. <laughs> so in this game, or, or whatever... Activity. Activity. This between-act thing. They called you up and they called another girl up. And they said, you have to pick a partner. At this point, we knew Mike was not going to be our partner. So I was like, all right, I know I have to go. You're not going to pick a random person. And this game happened to be what was it? it was like yeah you didn't know what it was before no. you got stage no you never knew <laughs> this game was and you know if you're a child cover your ears Earmuffs. muffs yes it was they were going to yell random words out they might the audience might have picked them or the host might have picked them they're going to yell random words out and if that word was a sex position you have to act it on stage
1: no but you had you had to display it as if it was a sex position yes 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 so they'd say like egg salad yes
0: and and <laughs> And then the other... It was almost like a horse, right? The other people would have to copy you and elaborate. Yeah. you know, Or yeah. like a dance-off in like a... Or a, a model-off in a Zoolander. Yeah. It was kind of like that.
1: <laughs> so we tried to rip our underwear off. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> that would
0: have been less painful. Oh. Oh. <laughs> so I'm a very competitive guy when it comes you to are. these games. And that's the reason why I don't play them. I don't like trivia and bars because I don't like to lose at, at, at games like that. So... Whatever, they're saying these sex positions. Like, oh, God. So Kyle and I have to act out these sex positions on stage. I don't even yeah. remember what the names were. Like, I, I don't either. We'll say, like, you know, the turkey jerker yeah. or... The, the starfish. I the, don't know. You know, but the crazier things than that. Like, yeah. it would be like... <laughs> <turkey> <laughs> like, the corkscrew McGillicuddy. You know, things like that. Yeah. We'd have to act them out. But whatever, at the, at the point when they're saying random things, you just want to win. So it's almost like... I don't like playing cards against humanity because it's all subjective. Yes. And yeah. it gets to a point where you're not even caring about the cards anymore. You're just trying to make people laugh. Yes. Right? Yeah. But So we had to win and we had to do that. And I, I don't think we were winning. Or I think it was close because it's two girls and two guys. Yeah. I wonder who they're going to like favor. Yes. I wonder who the audience is going to favor. Oh. I shouldn't. I should remind you the big prize. Your half of the bar would get a free shot. <laughs> <laughs> so we're on the stage and I say to Kyle whatever the next move is, we're going to do that move from Blades of Glory, the the, the Flying Lotus. <laughs> now, Kyle, Kyle, you know, you're a strong guy. You're a bigger guy. You're, you're bigger than me. But I'm not a small guy, you know? No. I'm not like 5'5", five, five, 110 pounds. You no. Know? So the Flying Lotus is uh, in the movie. Will Ferrell has... has uh, with John Hater. John, John Hater, I was going to say Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> yeah. He has him by his legs and they're spinning him around and you kind of do a spin thing and there's yeah. a skate involved. Basically... I was asking you to hold me by my legs and spin me. Yeah. And, and he called whatever the move was, and you did it. And you were doing it well. But the girls had to follow suit. And I, I just closed my eyes, I put my glasses I put my glasses in my pocket, because I knew they were going to get... And you're just spinning me. The girls started doing it, and one of the girls starts you know, kind of teetering towards us. Boom! My skull hits into this girl's skull. But you lose and balance. And then she died! No, no. I got it worse because that girl I don't know what happened to that girl honestly maybe she did die but. <laughs> but you started to lose balance and boom I must have hit the stage two or three times with yeah, my head. like, in like a, skipping like, a rock yeah because what are you going to do you're, not, you're going in circles you're not going to freeze the strength that you must have ha- like you you would have had to have had just freeze me instantly and stop that momentum you know what I mean Yeah. boom 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 that's the last memory I had ever I <laughs> almost I woke up in the booth and I, the first thing I says, oh. "Yeah, I like carried you over." I don't even re- remember that. I woke up in the booth and like, did we win? And Mike was like, "Fuck yeah, we won!" And you were like, "Yes," you were like, "You were already celebrating." We had shots. I like, so we won we that night. Gave
1: us extra shots because of like,
0: because <laughs> I was probably damage. unconscious, yeah. like, and I threw up fuck. for three days after that because I because I had a very bad concussion.
1: <laughs> it's scary. I've I, at least at least via my memory, and this might be because I've had concussions as well. But I, I've given three close friends
0: connections. <laughs> <laughs> Will Smith would not be happy with you. No, would. <laughs> What's the Some line from that trailer, th- trailer that it says? I don't know. It's, it's something it's like, like, "You're wrong, or you're a liar." Yeah. <laughs> oh
1: boy. But um. Oh yeah, that's a that's a that's a good one. That was a. <laughs> well, I mean, you know. Well, I was concussed, but yeah, it's still, you know it still I mean. a good story. Oh boy. Um, all right, getting back to just some like rapid, know, fire, rapid, rapid fire, rapid fire. Let's yeah. go. If you could get any high school slumber party tattoo, what would it look like? Cuz you tried to get your cousin.
0: He still hasn't gotten one yet. Well, well, we have an update on that later in this episode, okay. so oh, don't okay. worry, don't worry. All right. You'll get an update on that. You are yeah, so. safe Ferris, simple, save Ferris. I don't get, I don't have any tattoos. I'm yeah. not a guy who likes needles. Though no. though no. no. recently I've had to uh, amend my beliefs on needles because I wanted to get vaccinated, so Sure. Uh, Just say fair. Simple. Easy.
1: (laughs) What high school slumber party merchandise would you sell? You have, you know. Like aside from like a
0: t-shirt or something like that. I think someone brought this up on the pod. I would love to sell actual sleeping bags, like with the high school slumber party logo. Uh, yeah, or you, I, I can't get the rights to the movies. You know what I mean? So yeah. I would love to sell high school slumber party sleeping bags.
1: I'd love to own one. I was just trying to think of like, I, for some reason, I feel like we went to our high school store like pretty often. Like we both like yeah, bought like yeah. foam fingers. Used to and fuck like, I used to buy those random stuff in there. I bought like
0: a polo from the seventies. <laughs> yeah.
1: Film related for celebrity crush.
0: Now, everyone on this podcast probably thinks it's Julie Styles, and that was my biggest celebrity crush growing up, but and not my
1: first. You have a picture with her, kudos to me. Yes,
0: another story I could have told,
1: yes. but I think I've told that one already. That was a ridiculous <laughs> story. That was more burlesque, and actually, to bring it back to nine eleven, was on nine eleven 11 on <laughs> a yes, boat. Yes, that was on
0: the anniversary of nine eleven. We took yeah. a boat. And watched uh, A burlesque <laughs> boat. And then we went to a bar and, in the, and, yeah, and do in the, the styles in the West there. Village, yeah. yes. <laughs> no, but my first celebrity crush was Dharma herself, Jenna Elfman. Oh, Jenna Elfman. Oh, yeah. A and name she, people don't talk about a lot.
1: Yeah, and she's in uh, Can't Hardly Wait, right?
0: Yes, as yeah. like the angel. As the
1: angel. Yeah, I was thinking about her the other day because I was thinking about that movie, <laughs> Keeping the Faith.
0: Keeping the faith. Keeping the that faith.
1: That was a that was a pause movie, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Thought she was really hot in that.
1: If you could live in another time period for a week, when would it be?
0: Thought about this a lot, too. 1970s New York. Westworld style, you know what I mean? Like, that is our Westworld. That is this generation's Westworld. So just fucking robots. No, not, <laughs> not that. But, like, that, that's, like, the Wild West for us. Like, yes, the Wild West still existed. Yeah. And there was movies like that. But when the Western movies were coming out, they were as removed from the Wild West times mm-hmm. as we are from 70s New York. Wow. So if you, it's weird to think about, but it just was the mafia, things burning. You know what I mean? There's not enough cops anywhere. It's just like it's craziness happening.
1: Listen to the Amos Poe episode of PS I Love Hoffman, our other podcast, and he is the director, first director that Philip Seymour Hoffman worked with, and he told some great stories of filmmaking, part of the No Wave. Film movement, you know, that coincided with the new wave music movement in the Lower East Side. Some cool stories about... For fashion. sure.
0: Yeah. For sure. And again, it's not like I'd want to live there because it's comfortable and nice. It's not like the 1920s and I'm like a rich man. <laughs> I'm a But I would love to live it in a Westworld-like scenario. Like, I can't die. Yeah. But I could just, like, see what's going on and be in the streets at night, you know?
1: Feel like you're kind of in the Warriors. <laughs> uh, yeah!
0: <laughs> That'd be awesome. Dream job. Ooh... So, I think, yeah, we've talked about this. because Well, we
1: like to do top fives just like in high fidelity.
0: <laughs> so, I'm going to do my top five dream job. Okay. I'm going to do it because I, I remember, I have it on my phone somewhere. All right, here it is. Now, now remember, high fidelity rules. Like, you can go in a time machine, any era kind of thing, right? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Network sitcom writer, 1973 through 1997. I think that would be awesome. I love sitcoms. I'd love to be on like those teams writing those silly sitcoms. Head wrestling booker, the territory era, nineteen seventy to nineteen eighty five. Ooh. You know, just like you're in some territory, Memphis, Texas somewhere. People come in and out of towns every couple of weeks and you just book the wrestling shows and and <laughs> that's the top sport in these towns and people are looking forward to like the next move and there's something in wrestling called heat, and that's like basically when the fans are angry at you. Nero Bicino. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> but you know, like you have characters who are Nazis and characters who are just like evil, evil people, and yeah. they they could do it because they're leaving town in two weeks, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but just just an interesting era. Uh, okay, so I wrote this down. I don't know if I believe it, it'll, but yeah, I'll, I'll take it. Travel essayist based in Paris in 1920. Get to hang out with Hemingway. All those others, Picasso, <laughs> Dali. <laughs> you know, you got to keep lists in your phone. I know you do that as well. Oh, you've you've missed so many good novel titles by not keeping lists in your phone. Mm, yeah. <laughs> true, true. Of course, anyone who knows me knows I'm a big Mets fan. General manager of the Mets for the 1962 expansion era. You get to build the Mets from the ground up. Yeah. I think that's awesome. That'd be awesome. And number five, I put, just because I was making a high-fidelity joke... But I'll say it again because I would still do it. Vinyl record store owner, Wicker Park, Chicago, year two thousand. That was
1: a fun memory together. Us going to Chicago for, uh,
0: yeah. You went from Chicago to Europe, right? To Ireland. To Ireland. (laughs) It's amazing. Good life. Good life. Such a good life.
1: (laughs) All right. uh, Well, food related favorite ice cream.
0: (sighs) This is always tough. Favorite flavor of ice cream. Okay, so I have three. I love, like, matcha green tea flavor. Mm-hmm. So if you can make that, great. I know it's bougie, but I love that. I had green tea ice cream the other day. It was so good. If you're talking about not traditional ice cream, but, like, you know that, um, like, the Corona place we went, like, the lemon ice cream in Corona. Like, I don't know what that, oh, that's yeah. called. Like, I love the coconut. Italian ice. Like, Italian ice, but not that really hard Italian ice. You know. Oh, yeah. So yeah. The softer Italian ice. I love that coconut flavor. And then if you're just telling me, like, I'm not a chocolate vanilla guy. I'll eat it, but, like, of the three main ones, I'll take the strawberry. Okay. And of, like, the main, like, if you're in a supermarket, right? We're in a supermarket in Anchorage, Alaska, for whatever reason. Random place. (laughs) And I, like, I need to go into the refrigerator just to get, like, some ice cream that I want to eat. I'm craving it. I love, it might be Briars but other companies make it, the, the black cherry they make with the actual, like, oh, yeah. I don't know if they're actual cherries, but they no, feel they like, aren't. okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah. they feel like actual cherries in it. That's yeah. what I like. Nice. I know this is not you, but what's your favorite flavor of ice cream? I'm curious.
1: Oh, I, I mean, I am like, I am a chocolate guy, but like, I'm definitely, I love putting like, I love, like, I love a hot fudge sundae. Like if I was going to go that route. So that's more including the toppings. Yeah. So if I was going to just like, uh, I love coffee ice cream, a really good coffee so ice like cream. So
0: like you're getting the chair tomorrow and they're like, we can give you your last meal, but we just traditionally give you three scoops of ice cream of any flavor. I think no, I would no do a Briar's
1: Neapolitan. Okay. Okay, cool. Yeah. Traditional, I like it. I like it. Yeah. Um, Superpower. Dream superpower. I think
0: I said this on an episode, but really simple. I would like to stop time. Like... <laughs> Not slow down time, like yeah. most people think uh what's his name? Doctor Strange. Uh. Doctor Strange too much too much responsibility. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. What's the dude uh, Scarlet which is a brother?
1: Oh, uh Quicksilver.
0: Quicksilver, people think he goes fast and Pietro. Yet- Pietro, yes. Pietro. That's not Quicksilver's power really. Quicksilver's power is that he really slows down time. I think more in the X-Men movie you see that. There's that scene, Is it Time in a Bottle by Jim or yeah. yeah. Like that's what I would like to do think about the editing I could get done in that time but not just for that like that's you know
1: mine's similar to that I, I, I would be super speed so I could just get to like any time I want a meal in a different country <laughs> and I say super speed versus teleportation because that would help burn the calories of all the food fair, there. fair,
0: fair. <laughs> no but I would just love to again sleep you could sleep during that like time period theoretically like sure, if you could yeah. stop time and then you know you slept so this all comes down you know, to a fear of death not we'll necessarily. Talk. I think it's a, I'm not a guy who likes to sleep. I'm not a guy, if I could not sleep, I wouldn't. Like, I want to always be active and want to, always, if it's podcasting or whatever, like, you know, the. I, it comes back to the stuff that I don't want to do thing, right? Like, I'd love to pause time and clean my locker back then, you know? Yeah. know? Yeah. <laughs> you mentioned
1: one of your dream jobs is to be a television writer. So let's go to, I mean, to, so many high school television shows, but in general, favorite, I'll call it,
0: junk food tv show well you know the answer it's friends it has to be friends
1: okay yeah i mean you're not and you're not i wouldn't call you i mean because also as you're saying like if you didn't have to sleep like you wouldn't you're not someone like i mean i can just like lay on the couch all day and binge watch tv i don't consider you like a, a binge watcher Per se, but like you always have stuff on in the background, like you talk about that. But like Friends is like still like yes. I mean
0: yes, that's just, like a yeah. bullshit in the background. I mean, there's other Frasier, low sitcoms, but Friends. I'm a Friends guy. Sorry.
1: I mean, we've definitely talked about this on Foodie Films, um, but favorite holiday
0: because of Friends? No, I'm I mean not because of Friends, but Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yeah. Thanksgiving.
1: You've yeah. you've you've been on Thanksgiving episodes for ooh, Foodie Films. Yeah,
0: love that smorgasbord of food.
1: I don't know. I feel like I've taken up too much of the slumberer's time. This has just been a this has been a blast kind of uh what co or guest guest hosting. Yeah, guest say? hosting,
0: asking me the questions, you know. I had to dig deep on some of those, but I appreciate it and thank you Kyle for doing that for me today. I, I'll just say I, hopefully by 300, I hope that we can both be out there doing a live show because 100 was so fun. 200, not that this isn't fun, but not what we it's envisioned, for yeah. sure, yeah. I didn't
1: get to do what I wanted to do for the 100th episode because I thought I had COVID. <laughs>
0: so. For sure. So here's to a hundred more. I know I'm toasting myself right now, but, <laughs> but I'm saying it more in a level of like, you know, can't wait to get out on the road again. Because we got, we got ideas. We got ideas. We do have ideas. We do have plans once things open up. I really, really, really cannot wait. But we are patient, so we will wait. So I can't say I cannot wait. I will wait, but I'm getting excited. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully we're seeing the light at the end of the tunnel for this pandemic. But yeah, I just wanted to uh, take the time to first thank Kyle for interviewing me and peeling back that onion. And of course, thank you guys, the slumberers, for listening. Not just today, but all the time. Really, you're so important to me it's so much better than just shouting out into a void, knowing that just one of you is listening every week. 200 episodes. It's a labor of love. So many people say they want to start a podcast. Rarely does anyone do it because they realize it's a lot more work than it seems from booking guests who I love and want to thank them as well. We've had some amazing guests on High School Slumber Party, too many of them to thank individually. I'm going to have to do that one day, though. I should just have a list of all the guests and read them off. But You know, guys like Joe Lewandowski of this network, Joe 2, Mike Manzi, Kara, Jordan, of course, Island Addington, who, yeah, I mean, I'm so excited for the next chapter of this show with people like Island Addington, right? Because we're doing High School Slumber Party AP, which will focus on the more modern films. That counts. That counts. When we get to 300, there'll be a lot of those episodes in there. It's on the same feed. Also, the Black Teen Experience with Kirkland Shepard—that's been an absolute blast as well. So when people ask, "What are the next 200 episodes of High School Slumber Party like?" they'll probably be filled with a lot of that—a lot of spin-off things. We were just in a Gus Van Sant little spin-off thing. We're still in that technically because we got one more movie to do. More on that in a sec. Otherwise, though, I mean, I'm really, really, really looking forward to the next chapter. There's some unannounced little spinoff things that are going to happen, some short-form ones, some long-form ones, like AP. Oh, my God. And again, I just can't wait. There's so many more high school films. Like I said to Kyle, I thought this would maybe take me four years, and four years would be a stretch. Nuh-uh. I've realized now that I don't need to cover everything. I want to, but I don't need to, is my point. But I will. God, I'm so torn inside. The point is there's no expiration date on this podcast anymore. We're just going to roll with the punches once a week, twice a week, whatever. I doubt it will be more than twice a week. We're going to cover as many teen movies as possible, as often as possible. And once again, from the bottom of my heart, I want to thank you slumbers, for listening every week, sometimes twice a week. You mean the world to me. So guests, slumbers, network folk, everyone at the Cage Club Podcast Network, Thank you, thank you, thank you. I can't say that enough. Of course, the show must go on, and it does, and it will. This Friday, your homework. Oh boy, this one is interesting. This is one of the most bizarre high school films I've ever watched. I don't want to say bizarre, but it's one that I connected to the least, perhaps. But it is It is a fun episode, Today is 419, you know tomorrow is 420, not really a holiday I celebrate, but when there's world, snacking too much day, count me in. However, Cousin Pumpkin, he chose this movie to cover, I guess a month ago, and we recorded the episode, and mid-episode, you'll hear me say it, I'm like, nah, we gotta save this for the week of 420 or whatever, but it's Mac and Devin go to high school. You can't smoke in here, young man. Hey, don't
1: worry about it, baby. I got a medical condition.
0: What condition is
1: that? I'm addicted
0: to granny and oh. street. It's
1: down to two. You get an A minus, and your ass is mine. What do you want with my ass, Mahatma? You want to stay together after graduation, right?
0: Of course I do,
1: Ashley. Don't fuck up, or I'll dump you. Do you realize that you are a 15 year senior? They
0: just don't go harder
1: than us. And how's my favorite myth
0: doing today? Stressed. I
1: okay, got just what you need.
0: For the past 15 years, you've made my life hell with your marijuana related hijinks. You want to hear? Yo, I just want to fuck you walking, stupid bitch! I'm Miss Huff, the new substitute teacher. I have a little party at my crib. You want to date with me? You need to graduate high school first. Let the learning begin. Guess you finally came to your senses. Just hook me up to knowledge college. Now this is where the shit goes down.
1: Shoot it. What the
0: hell is going on in here? You've been drugged? Oh, you better believe it. He drugged like a motherfucker.
1: Your very future hangs in the balance.
0: Let's place. You.
1: Street, you made me. So well, we smoke
0: me. Right now, I feel like Captain Kirk, and I feel like you like Dr. Spot, and this bitch right here is like Darth Vader.
1: That's how it's supposed to be. Living young.
0: okay Wiz Khalifa Snoop Dogg it's essentially a really long music video but it is a high school movie cousin pumpkin wanted to cover it and we do have a lot of fun talking about it so watch it on Netflix that's your homework or don't honestly <laughs> oh man can't wait can't wait for you to hear that episode this Friday and remember you could listen here wherever that here is Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher. And of course, at our flagship at cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. And speaking of Cousin Pumpkin. Okay, his tattoo. Good news, we actually found an artists. The artist seems amazing. I'm so excited. It'll probably be sometime in early summer because these tattoo artists are really, really, really booked I can't believe it. I guess tattoos have gotten even more popular during the pandemic. I don't know. Maybe people were waiting for a while. But, oh man, look out for an episode or something where we reveal his big goofy movie tattoo. That's right. Once again, he agreed to let the slumberers choose his goofy movie tattoo. And I can't wait for him to get it. And I can't wait to show you guys. By the way, if you hear, like, drilling in the background, I'm trying my best to keep it quiet. But it's really hard I guess they're replacing the brick facade of my apartment building. That's not good for podcasting, so... I don't know. More news on that later, because I need to figure out what to do when it comes to that. Next 200 episodes, just a bunch of drilling into brick, right? No, no. (laughs) I promise. I promise they won't be. I mentioned on this episode that Ferris Bueller's Day Off is my favorite high school movie, and that's why I always say this, guys, and this time I mean it more than ever. Life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop to look around once in a while, you could miss it. Thank you so much for celebrating 200 episodes with me. Big thanks to Kyle. Big thanks to everyone. I don't know if I thanked Mike Manzi earlier, but I'm going to thank him again if I did and for the first time if I didn't, because he's been our most guested person. Kate Hudson, I want to thank her too. She's our second most guested person. I'm forgetting so many people. But thank you, thank you, thank you guests. Thank you listeners. Thank you slumbers, Thank you everyone. Later, dudes. When some loud bragger tries to put me down and says his school is great, I tell him right away, now what's the matter, buddy? Ain't you heard of my school? It's number one in the state. Hey, hey, take it away. Get so ball and right. your school